Today is the 28th day of the month of January, the first month of the year. Which means that as we move through today's reading, we will have completed four complete weeks together. A few days left in this month. It's a little longer than four complete weeks. But this marks our fourth week consecutively together gathering around the global campfire and moving in and so we should be pretty well moved in on the year well underway our rhythms established now that we're at the end of this month i'm looking at the calendar going wow just a handful of days another week and a half or so and we'll be getting on the big plane and going to the land of the Bible and uh, moving through the land of the Bible uh, with a group of people and broadcasting from the land of the Bible. And so some of the things that we are encountering in the Bible are things that we'll be able to see in person and post up on social media and stuff. But we'll talk about that as we get closer. I'm just noticing the calendar. Like, wow, I didn't realize until I just started that this was the end of the fourth full week of the year. So we are moving right along, and let's move right along. One step forward, and our next step leads us back into the story of Moses. We're just getting going. Back into uh, the book of Exodus. And today, chapter 5, verse 22 through 7, verse 25. So Moses went back to the Lord and asked, Lord, why have you caused trouble for this people? And why did you ever send me? Ever since I went into Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has caused trouble for this people. And you haven't rescued your people at all. But the Lord replied to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of a strong hand, he will let them go. And because of a strong hand, he will drive them from his land. And God spoke to Moses, telling him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But I was not known to them by my name, the Lord I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land they lived in as aliens. Furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians are forcing to work as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore tell the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from the forced labor of the Egyptians and rescue you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and great acts of judgment. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from the forced labor of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Moses told this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their broken spirits and hard labor. 
Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go and tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go from his land. But Moses said in the Lord's presence, If the Israelites will not listen to me, then how will Pharaoh listen to me, since I am such a poor speaker? Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them commands concerning both the Israelites and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. These are the heads of their father's families. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak and Palu, Hezron and Carmi, these are the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Oad, Yakin, Zoar, and Shal, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the clans of Simeon. These are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their family records. Gershon, Koat, and Marari. Levi lived 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Libni, and Shimei, by their clans. The sons of Koath, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. Koath lived 133 years. The sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites according to their family records. Amram married his father's sister Jochebed, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. Amram lived 137 years. The sons of Izar, Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. The sons of Uziel, Mishael, Elzaphan, and Sitri. Aaron married Elisheba, daughter of Aminadab and sister of Nashon. She bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. The sons of Korah, Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasaph. These are the clans of the Korahites. Aaron's son Eleazar married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she bore him Phinehas. These are the heads of the Levite families by their clans. It was this Aaron and Moses whom the Lord told, Bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt according to their military divisions. Moses and Aaron were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, in order to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. On the day the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses replied in the Lord's presence, Since I am such a poor speaker, how will Pharaoh listen to me? The Lord answered Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother will be your prophet. You must say whatever I command you. Then Aaron your brother must declare it to Pharaoh so that he will let the Israelites go from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Pharaoh will not listen to you, but I will put my hand into Egypt and bring the military divisions of my people, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. 
The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the Israelites from among them. So Moses and Aaron did this. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh tells you, Perform a miracle. Tell Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh. It will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and did just as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. But then Pharaoh called the wise men and sorcerers, the magicians of Egypt, and they also did the same thing by their occult practices. Each one threw down his staff, and it became a serpent. But Aaron's staff swallowed their staffs. However, Pharaoh's heart was hard. He did not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning. When you see him walking out to the water, stand ready to meet him by the bank of the Nile. Take in your hand the staff that turned into a snake. Tell him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to tell you that my people go so that they may worship me in the wilderness. But so far you have not listened. This is what the Lord says. Here is how you will know that I am the Lord. Watch. I am about to strike the water in the Nile with the staff in my hand, and it will turn to blood. The fish in the Nile will die. The river will stink and the Egyptians will be unable to drink water from it. So the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, canals, ponds, and all their water reservoirs, and they will become blood. There will be blood throughout the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded. In the sight of Pharaoh and his officials, he raised the staff and struck the water in the Nile, and all the water in the Nile was turned to blood. The fish in the Nile died, and the river smelled so bad the Egyptians could not drink water from it. There was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same thing by their occult practices. So Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned around, went into his palace, and didn't take even this to heart. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink because they could not drink the water from the river. Seven days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Matthew 18, 21 through 19, 12. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, 
How many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, one who owed 10,000 talents was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to pay it back, his master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. At this, the servant fell face down before him and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you everything. Then the master of that servant had compassion, released him, and forgave him the loan. That servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him, started choking him, and said, Pay what you owe. At this, his fellow servant fell down and began begging him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he wasn't willing. Instead, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay what was owed. When the other servants saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then, after he had summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And because he was angry, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly Father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brother or sister from your heart. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he departed from Galilee and went to the region of Judea across the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he healed them there. Some Pharisees approached him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife on any grounds? Haven't you read, he replied, that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female? And he also said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked him, did Moses command us to give divorce papers and send her away? He told them, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because of the hardness of your hearts. But it was not like that from the beginning. I tell you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If the relationship of a man with his wife is like this, it's better not to marry. He responded, Not everyone can accept this saying but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb. There are eunuchs who were made by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves that way because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who is able to accept it should accept it, 
Psalm 23 The Good Shepherd A Psalm of David The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his namesake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. Proverbs 5, 22 and 23 A wicked man's iniquities will trap him. He will become tangled in the ropes of his own sin. He will die because there is no discipline and be lost because of his great stupidity. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word in community. We thank you for allowing us to have the global campfire and the ability to come together no matter where we are in the world and be connected and to, to literally spend a year on the same page with each other as we move through the scriptures page by page, paragraph by paragraph, sentence by sentence, verse by verse. We invite your Holy Spirit into all of it we be aware of your leading and your guidance. And we are grateful, Lord, that you have brought us four weeks. Four full weeks successfully into this new year. And we thank you that day by day you have spoken to us through your word. And that you will continue to do just that. For the other 48 weeks, I think, that are left in this year. Come, Holy Spirit, into all of it. Lead us into the truth. And may we see it when you reveal it. And may we live in it as we become more and more aware of it. We pray. In Jesus' name, amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It is the website. It's where you find out what's happening around here. So check it out. You can check all this out using the Daily Audio Bible app as well. And that is free from the app store that is connected uh, to your device just search for daily audio bible and you should be able to find that so check it out check out the the daily audio bible shop there are resources there that are here for the journey that we are on 
Check out the community section. This is where to get connected on social media. It's also where the prayer wall is. Check out the initiatives section. Find out what's going on. So yeah, just check it out if you haven't had a chance to do that lately. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if you find that being around the global campfire is a life-giving thing, then thank you humbly for your partnership in giving life back. We wouldn't be able to be here if we weren't here together, and so thank you humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app, the little red button up at the top, or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey, my name's Chet. I'm a small business owner in central Indiana, a member of this community for many, many years. I'm just thankful every day to be listening to the the call-ins and the reminders and even continuing to learn something fresh every day in what we listen to. This is a place for me to rest. It is a place that inspires me to do better. It is a place that challenges me to engage. I just thank you so much for the place you hold in my lives and I'm grateful to be part of this community and part of this journey with you all. I would ask for prayer for Dealing with stress sounds so shallow, dealing with busyness, but I ask for rest, for peace. Just slow down and listen. Good morning, my dad family. It's Susan from Canada, God's Yellow Flower calling. And uh, it's the January 24th, and um, on today's reading, I heard prayer requests that really broke my heart. A lot of grief going on out there. And I have suffered grief in my life too. And somehow, some way, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to keep taking one step forward in faith and trust in God as we go through that griefing process Life will never be the same. Life will never, ever uh, be what we used to know as normal. We have to build a new normal. And it has to be done in faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We can go back and grieve some more, but we can't live in that grief and in in that terror, in that sorrow. We have to move forward and build a new life. Trust in God. Trust in His love for you. What father would give a child a stone when he asks for bread? 
not our Father in heaven for sure. So I pray over those who are grieving, myself included, as we suffer through the dark days on earth here and we keep our eyes focused on the prize, the glory to come. Praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Hey, this one goes out to Elizabeth from Delaware. This is Micah in awe in Kansas City, Missouri area. I just wanted to tell you how amazing you are to me. Um, calling in regularly, consistently, praying for these men in jail and caring about them. And I know that you're providing seeds and watering for these men, um, helping them to grow in Christ and to change other lives in prison. It takes a lot of love to care about people that A, you can't see, B, that are incarcerated, and a lot of people can cast judgment on people like that. Um, but I just want to tell you, you're amazing, and you're fulfilling the Hebrews 13 um, advice to pray for those that, that are imprisoned. Um, even though some start out not believers, but hey, um, believers are being made, and I, I, again, I just think you're incredible. And uh, I'm praying for you that God will support you and your ministry and continue to change. This is Angie from Winchester, Virginia. I just heard a woman call in and she said that she hates her life. And what struck me, what stopped me in my tracks is she said that she hated God. And I just dropped to my knees and I started praying for you. What a desperate place to be. But I want you to know that anger, that hate will consume you. And it's not God that we should be angry with. It is the enemy, Satan, that's attacking you, not God. Reach out to God, love Him. Pray to Him for healing. Trust me, I've been there. He will deliver you. Love Him again. Stop blaming Him. Blame the one that is attacking you, Satan himself. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray that you will lift this woman up, that you will bring her healing in the Spirit, and that you will cover her with protection, and that you will deliver her from the enemy. Dear God, I just ask that you cover her with your mercy and grace. In Jesus' name. Beloved daughter, this is God's Life Speaker. I heard you call in and you, um, I heard the despair in your voice. Um, I don't like to give ages as if God needs to answer us by a certain year, but I totally understand you being also in my 50s. Um, you have felt everything just flooding you. You said rejection, pain, betrayal, all of it. And there's so much I want to say, but I want to sit with you in that too. And just let you know that you've been heard. But I also want you to hear what God has to say. In Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14 from the Amplified Bible, it reads, What, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living wait and hope for and expect the Lord be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring yes wait for and and expect 
in the Lord. Also in Psalm 16, 11, it says, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. And these things, we just need to take things captive in our minds. And as Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, even the things that we have learned and seen and received to practice them. And beloved daughter, I would ask you to do it again. Eyes on Jesus. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on him. And I ask you to do it in his strength. I ask it in his name. Amen.